Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. That is good. It's great to see you guys back there in the uh, in the in the bleachers up the back. It's good to good to see that we needed to put out more seats this morning. Happy Father's Day to uh, all the dads in the house. Why don't we give them a round of applause? They're amazing. And uh, you know what we thought this morning? What better way to uh, start a uh, Father's Day message than with some fathers' jokes? Who loves the good old dad joke, right? There's a few men in the house that love a good dad joke, and um, I think there's been a camera that's been going around um, this week, just uh, taking a few dad jokes. Why don't we uh, have a look up to the screen and check this video out? First French fries weren't actually cooked in France? No. They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> what do you call it when Batman skips church? I don't know. Christian Bale. Why did the invisible man turn down the job offer? Why? He couldn't see himself doing it. Oh. My wife warned me not to steal the kitchen utensils, but it's a whisk I'm willing to take. <laughs> I don't know where you got that one from, but anyway. <clears throat> What's the best part about Switzerland? What? I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. What do you call a Mexican who can't find his car? I don't know. Carlos! <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Instead of the John, I call my toilet the gym. That way it sounds better when I say, I go to the gym. First thing every morning. What shivers and shakes at the bottom of the sea? I don't know, tell me. A nervous wreck. <laughs> eBay is hopeless. I looked up lighters and all I got was 10,000 matches. <laughs> I've deleted the phone numbers of all the Germans I know from my mobile phone. Now it's hands free. <laughs> That's quite good actually. What do you call someone 
with nobody and a nose. I don't know. Nobody knows. A steak pun is a rare medium well done. Hmm. Where did I learn to make ice cream? I don't know. Sunday school. Sunday school. Well, milk is the fastest liquid on earth. It's pasteurized before you even see it. That was most enjoyable. <laughs> See you next year. See you next year. Hey Dave, yes. your head's looking a bit shiny for the camera. Oh, they are terrible! Wow. Imagine growing up in that family. <laughs> oh, wow. Some of them are pretty good, but like, some of them were actually okay. Yeah. I like, I like the whisk I'm willing to take. That was a good one. And um, yeah, hands-free was good. And the milk one, pasteurized. That's, that's clever. That's clever. It's awesome. Well, I am going to preach this morning. We're just not going to uh, tell dad jokes all day, because I know that's what we'd all want, but... Um, this morning, we're going to have a little bit of fun because uh, it's Father's Day and I thought uh, it's important that uh, we do that. And this morning, the uh, message that I'm going to bring is to uh, help us understand that we're actually kids. Um, the way that our kids behave is probably actually the way that we behave. I know that we like do it in an adult body and um, you know we, 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 we dress it up with maturity, but a lot of the time... The way that our kids behave and the way that maybe sometimes we want to teach our kids is the same way that God actually wants to teach us. So this morning, the title for my message is Teachable Moments. If you want to write that down at the top of your page, because I know everyone's got a notepad and pen or a phone that is not on Instagram or Facebook, youth. Teachable moments is what we're going to be talking about this morning. So I'm just going to pray and we're going to get into the message. So God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for fathers. We thank you that you are our Father, God. And I just pray this morning, Lord God, that you can just speak through this word, Lord God. And maybe you can um, speak to our hearts and, and our minds about some of the moments where you want to be able to be teaching us, Lord God, in our everyday lives. And I just pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. So I've been a, a father for a while now. It's been about six and a half years. It's been a, it's been a good journey. It's been fun. But um, there's, there's a few things that I never knew that you had to do as a dad. You know, there's no books. Well, there probably is, but um, there's not many books um, that... <laughs> I've never read a book that says, this is how to become a dad. This is what you need to do to become a dad. I've just thought of a few things that happens when you're a dad that you've got to work out on the fly. So that when you're feeding your kids, I never knew that you had to open your mouth so their mouth opens. So it's like you're feeding your... Every mouthful. Every single one. 
It works, right? Yeah. Another one. I never knew that during dinner time that every meal had to turn into a musical. I didn't know this, that I had, you had to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star while you're feeding your kids. So it's like, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. How I wonder what you are. It's true, right? Every single time that I feed my kids and their babies, it turns into a musical. Maybe it's Baba Black Sheep. Maybe it's row, row, row your boat, and they go, and you do that one. So don't, you know, watch out for the crocodile because you might have to scream, ah, quick, put it in there before they close their mouth again. There's all these tricks that you need to know as a dad. You know, as, as you go on um, a little bit, you know, a little bit longer, they get a little bit older, I never knew that when you say, hey, kids, Time to eat your breakfast in the morning. They're like, what? This is a foreign concept. I have to eat my breakfast in the morning before I go to school. And every single morning you have to say, hey, eat your breakfast, eat your breakfast, eat your breakfast. And every single morning they're like, what? What do you mean eat my breakfast? It's like you do it every day of your life. Why is this a foreign concept to sit down? Maybe these are just my kids. I don't know. And eat your breakfast. Or maybe... The concept of putting your shoes on before you walk out the door. It's like, Dad, I'm dressed. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, I am. I'm dressed. You don't have your shoes on. Oh, shoot. Are they a new invention? And you have to say it like a hundred times. And every time, it's like you've said it for the first time, right? Every time. It's like, put on your shoes. like, what? You never told. I said it like 30 seconds ago. It doesn't change. Put on your shoes. Where are your shoes? You just had them in your hand like 30 seconds ago. How could have you lost your shoes from here to here? And they're like, you know, in the fridge or something. Like, how did your shoes get in the fridge? (laughs) And we all know this is true. But I've learned this, and if you are not a parent yet, um, you'll know when. You're preparing to become a parent. Learn your nursery rhymes. Very important. And also, the trick of the works every, doesn't work every time. But today we're going to have a look at some of those moments when we are trying to teach our kids. You know those teachable moments that come up? And we're like, this is going to be a moment that they're going to remember forever. I'm going to have a look at a, a few of these teachable moments. But while I'm talking about these teachable moments, I want us to have a think about, is this actually how God is trying to teach us? And maybe the exact same lessons we're trying to teach our kids are the exact same lessons that God is actually trying to teach us. So as I said, what I'm actually trying to say is that how your kids act is probably how you act, okay? Just, that's how I act, so it's just, a, it's just an assumption. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. You can take it, you can get offended, or you can just change. It's up to you. Um, so the first teachable moment we are going to look at this morning is this concept of trust over doubt. This idea of trusting rather than doubting. 
You know, don't you just love it when your kids ask a question? And they ask, you know, um, you know this, this amazing question, and you tell them the answer, and they don't like the answer, so they'll either ask the question again, or they'll say, hey, mum, um, what's the, uh, the answer to the exact same question? You know, the moments when we're driving in the car, and, uh, you know, kids are sitting in the back seat, and all you can hear is, dad, 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 mum, mum, dad. This is my life at the moment, it might not be yours, but... Um, <laughs> Dad, Dad, I can hear you. Yep, what, what's going on? Hey, Dad, why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? And this moment comes and you're like, oh, this is it. This is the moment where I'm going to be able to teach my kids why the sky is blue. This is going to be an amazing moment, and we're just going to you know, have a conversation about you know, this concept about why the sky is blue, and, and um, after it, they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives, and the moment comes, and you're like, okay, well, the reason why the sky is blue is because when all the light comes in to our atmosphere, that you know, um, all the colors come in, and the blue light is the light that gets caught up in those tiny little air molecules that get scattered everywhere across the sky and because the blue light is so short and so small it gets scattered across the sky and that's why the sky is blue half a second later no it's not (laughs) mum why is the sky blue (laughs) all those questions that our kids ask that might be you know a great question but they really don't care about the answer they really don't care about the answer, what it is. Um, they just ask questions over and over and over and over again. But they don't really care about what the question is. You know, maybe like the moment where they say, Hey, uh, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And they really don't care what's for dinner. The thing they're actually asking is if we're going to have Macca's or KFC for dinner. That's really what they're asking when they ask what's for dinner. And when you tell them the answer, what's for dinner, they don't really want to know the answer anyway. And my thought is, how often do we do this with God? That we ask these questions to God, and we search for things for God. And He tells us the answers, but for one, we might not actually believe what He's saying, and we get into this moment of doubt, Or, we didn't actually want to know the answer anyway. You know, there was this this guy in the Bible, one of of Jesus' disciples. And he got the nickname, Doubting Thomas. I feel sorry for the guy. (laughs) He He was a pretty good disciple. You know, he did some pretty good stuff. But he ended up being known in history as Doubting Thomas. Thomas, because when he was told something, it was one time, right? <laughs> he didn't believe. You know, and that, that, that story, it's in, it's in John 20, and it says, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. 
But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. You know, and I think in life sometimes that, you know, asking these questions and, and, and these moments come up that people say, hey, well, you know what, I've actually seen the truth here. I actually know, I can actually help you in this. And, you know, but oh, unless I actually see it for myself, I'm not actually going to believe. You know, and, and I think, you know, this goes on and, and you know, they're, they're, they're in a room and Jesus is like, a go- he's not a ghost, but he just walks through the door. <laughs> they don't open, he just walks into the room. And he's there with the disciples and he walks in and he says, hey, put your hands in here and your hands in here. And, and he says, oh, great, now you believe, but blessed are those who believe who do not see. You know what, this morning, maybe there's some things in our life that we're doubting. Maybe there's some, some concepts in life, some of, these, some of these questions that we're going through and asking God. The answers maybe has been told to you. Maybe God has spoken what you actually need in your life, but maybe for one, you don't like the answer. <laughs> or maybe for two, that we're doubting. You know, as a Christian, I want to make sure, you know, questions are really good to ask. You know, I'm not saying that we should ever go through life and just believe everything that everyone says. You know, that's a silly way to live. But I think to live the opposite, to live our life and doubt everything everyone says, is a place where you're not actually going to learn much. You're not actually going to be able to get a lot of truths out of, of, of the Bible and, and out of what God actually has for you. You know, I, I just want to encourage us this morning that, you know, we think that we know the best way for our life. We think that we know the best thing that we know for our life. But I want to encourage us this morning, you know what, God actually has the best plan for your life. God actually knows the outcome. And we have to trust in this idea that God actually has the best plan for your life and not doubt the thing that He actually has for you. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a proverb in, in uh, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. Our own understanding can get in the way of this concept of faith. <laughs> Walking in faith. You know, this faith concept is this massive thing that is, is never going to go away. And the only thing that makes us different to the rest of the world is that we have this thing called faith. That the world that, um, you know, when I, when I say the world, people that, that don't believe in, in Jesus Christ, the only thing that really makes my belief system and their belief system, we all have a belief system. You know, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they said, you know what, I'm an atheist. I said, no, you're not. He goes, no, I am. I'm an atheist. I said, well, you, you, can, you can tell me that God does not exist. And he went, well, no, I can't tell you. I said, well, you're not an atheist then. He goes, no, I just believe this. I said, so you've got a belief system. Said, oh, oh, um, yeah, but I'm like, no, you've you got a belief system. I've got a belief system. The only thing that makes my belief system different to your belief system is that I have a faith in a God that I might not ever see. <laughs> But I've experienced, and I have an amazing relationship, and I trust in the plan that God has 
for me and I'm not doubting all the time. Because it goes on and it says that when we trust the Lord with all of our heart, not lean on our own understanding, it says, in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So the first teachable moment that I want to throw out there this morning that God might be talking to, to us about is that trust over doubt. And faith is the only way that we can trust in God. That without faith that God is who He says He is without faith, that we believe that we've been created by a God who's placed us on this earth for a reason, that has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. Unless we have faith in that, it's going to be really, really hard to trust in Him. And we might get into this downward spiral of doubting everything in life. Second teachable moment that we're going to have a look at this morning is obedience over disobedience. You know, and I just love that story that Pete just told, where he was obedient <laughs> to the thing that God called him to do. And that's just going to work so well on the message this morning. So thank you so much just for, for setting that up. That was great. But, you know, I was just thinking about this concept of obedience over disobedience. And it's like when we say to our kids, we're going to go back to our kids this morning. It's like when we say to our kids, hey, kids, get off that. Hop down from there. Don't do that. Hey, 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 stop it. Just don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to do something where it's going to make you end up in tears. 30 seconds later, <laughs> they fall over, something happens, and they come running up to you crying and screaming like it's your fault. <laughs> they do. They come running. And it's my fault that they just fell off the playground where I told them 30 seconds beforehand, hey, you should probably stop doing that because it's going to end where you don't want it to end. You know, we do that with God all the time, right? (laughs) We do this with God all the time. You know, I'm pretty sure God's sitting up in heaven going, don't do that. I probably wouldn't go down that track. (laughs) You know, uh, don't do that. Uh, you should stop doing it. No. Don't do that. Sometimes he comes down and intervenes and like, you know, stands in front of people and says, stop. <laughs> you need to stop doing what you're doing. But you know what? God does this all the time. Because remember, God has a plan and a purpose for our life. He has an amazing plan and purpose for our life. And He wants to help us live a life full of joy, hope, love, peace, all the, all the amazingness that God has for us. This is the life that He wants us to live. So God isn't a fun wrecker. God isn't up there saying, you know, don't do that because you might have a little bit too much fun. That's not what God's doing. God loves us so much. Two parts in this. He loves us so much He lets us do what we want. But he also loves us so much that he's in heaven saying, hey, you know what? We have a relationship with God. He actually lives right here inside of us. And he's going, hey, you probably should stop doing that. You should probably stop acting like that. You should probably stop doing that thing that you're doing because this is how it's going to end up. I've got a better way. I've got a better plan. I've got a better outcome for you. But then what happens is that we don't listen 
And then we get hurt. <laughs> and then we run to God crying and yelling and screaming, like, it's all your fault. And he's sitting there going, I, I told you not to do it. <laughs> I was telling you not to do that, but you just chose to do it anyway. But you know what the best thing is with God? Just like a parent, every time he picks us up, <laughs> he dusts off the dirt, <laughs> he cleans us up, bandages the wounds, wipes the tears, comforts us, and say, hey, Everything's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. I love you. Hey, get back out there and try it again. Hey, but next time, why don't you just have a bit of a listen? Because I know everything, remember? <laughs> I'm the God that kind of knows everything, that, that sees you know, everything, and I know what's going to happen. So if you just listen to me and walk in the path that I have for you, you know, I'm not going to promise you that life's going to be perfect and you're, and you're never going to get in trouble or you're, you're never going to get hurt or stuff's not going to happen in life, but I can promise you you're going to stay on the path that God has for you. And as I said that, you know, that story this morning was just an amazing example about living in obedience and not living in disobedience. You know, imagine, I, you know, I'm sure you have thought about this many times. Of Imagine if you just went, oh, I'm not going to listen to that and went to Cairns. Oh, I wonder what life would look like today for the Nash family. I wonder if all these amazing kids that they have would be here today. I, I don't know. You know, I wonder if the blessing they are to this church, you know, it wouldn't be here. You know, we've got we to look at that, that bigger picture of life. And when we are obedient to the things of God, it always ends up so much better than what we think it could be. You know, have a look at every time in the, in, in the Bible when people were disobedient and didn't listen to God. It didn't end well, right? Let's, let's look at the Old Testament, like the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Israelites, you know, every time. You know, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Stop. Uh, mm, they did it again. Um, <laughs> you know, Jonah is a classic one. Hey, Jonah, go here and do this. Hmm, no. I'm going to run the other way and go do the opposite thing that you actually want me to do. And every single, and he, and he ended up in a stinking mess <laughs> in the belly of a fish. And I just want to throw this thought out there this morning that when we choose to be disobedient, and it's a choice, remember? Everything in life is a choice. It's a choice to be, to be disobedient to God. It's a choice not to do the thing that God asked us to do. But every time that we choose to be disobedient and not do the thing and that God wants us to do, I can't put 100% on it, but I bet, most of the time, you're going to end up somewhere that you don't want to be. You're going to end up in a stinking mess, running to God, saying, God, why did this happen? And he's like, I didn't make this happen. <laughs> I didn't do this. This was the choice that you chose to make. But remember, I'm going to dust you off, clean you up, pick you up, dry your tears, and give you another shot. How good is God, Amen. Proverbs 14, 12, it says, There is a way that seems right to man, but in the end leads to death. Our way 
is a way, but it's not the best way. And my final point, or my final teachable moment for today. So the first one was that we need to trust and not doubt. We need to make sure that we're living in this, in this place of trusting our God, trusting the people in our lives that we know want the best for us. You know, sometimes God speaks through people. Sometimes God, you know, speaks through the people that love you the most. And maybe your parents are saying, hey, don't do that. And you're like, what would you know? You're just my parents. <laughs> it's like, well, when you were two, you needed me. <laughs> and you know what? We still need them today. Just like God created us. He has the great plan for us. And we need to trust him in the plan that he has for our life. You know, the second point, which we, which we just talked about then, was about being obedient and not being disobedient. That obedience leads to the blessing of God. And disobedience is a choice that we make to say, you know what, God, I don't want that in my life. I want to do what I want to do. And we are human and we are going to do this, okay? We can never, ever be perfect in this. But I think it's a, a lesson and a, and a thing, a skill and, and this relationship that we need to grow in God about being able to hear the voice of God about being able to, to be a person that can stop and pray and ask before we act. And go to God and say, hey God, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Even in the little things, God does care. I don't think he cares if you get a car park at Woolies. Um, if you park at the front or the back, you know, some of these things in life don't really matter. But he does care about the small things in life. He really does want to help us in the decisions that we're making every single day. I just like to think of it as, you know, if, if I, you know, ever needed something, you know, I had a question, you know, I could go to my dad and ask him that question, he would give me advice. The best thing about when we ask God, it's always perfect. <laughs> that, you know, sometimes that, you know, worldly people, they fail and, and, and we make mistakes as well. But when we go to God, it's perfect advice and it's the plan that he has for your life. And the last teachable moment that I want to have a look at today is that we need to be dependent and have dependence on God and not be independent in our relationship with God. You know, being dependent on someone means relying on them wholeheartedly. And I think there's only really one person in life that I want to be completely dependent on and that's God you know independence is a good thing you know we've got to grow up we've got to make mistakes we've got to you know stretch the wings and and you know do this the crazy stuff and the silly stuff because we learn from that right we learn from all the mistakes that we make in life and you know we we are basically who I am today I've, I'm literally a, a makeup of all the mistakes that I've made in life to get to, to me to where I am today that's who we are. We're basically a product of our mistakes and our successes. But the one person that I need to be dependent on is God. Because if we want to live our life independent from a relationship with God, this is where the problem comes in. Independence is great, 
but we need to not have this independent spirit when it comes to a relationship with Him. You know, and I'm not looking forward to this, but you know those, those moments that, you know, I've seen, I've experienced a little bit of it when our dad wants to, you know, give us some affection and, you know, there's that moment where they're like, go away. <laughs> I don't want you. Don't touch me. Go away. You know, ah, go away. I don't want this. Just as the band comes. And there's this, this, this moment where your kids start growing up and they start saying, you know what, I don't really need you anymore. You know, I never ever want to get to a, relation, a part, place in my relationship with God when He comes to me and tries to comfort me and help me and help me through the situation. And I go, mm, you know what, I just want to do this alone. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want you in this space. I don't, I don't want you to be able to come into here and help me out. I want to be independent in this situation. I want to encourage you this morning that, you know, it's so important that when God wants to, and He always does, love on you and help you, that we don't do the, the childish thing and go, ew, don't touch me. You know, those other moments where um, we want to help our kids I just remember the other day that, you know, we we're getting stuff out of the car and Edie tried to, you know, pick up a, a five kilo bag of um, kitty litter. <laughs> she, she weighs about 10 and she's trying to pick up a five. She's like, Daddy, I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Do you need some help? No, I don't need help. I've got this. <laughs> And there's this moment where she's like, Daddy, can you pick this up for me? Sure thing, babe. I got it. <laughs> I'm bringing it inside. How often do we do that with God, right? That God wants to help us in life. He wants to be able to have this relationship with you to, to help you in every single part of life that you're at. But so often we go, you know what? I can do it myself. I can do it myself, and there's so many reasons why we get to this position because, you know, sometimes we've got to let God in and it's going to hurt because we have to deal with some stuff with the emotion and, and with the past and with life and with hurt and with stuff that happens. And you know what? It's not easy, I know, but it's worth it because God has an amazing plan for your future. And as long as we're living this life going, yeah, I can do it myself, we're going to look constipated. We're going to get hemorrhoids and not go anywhere. <laughs> but as soon as we, God's there saying, hey, can I help you with that? Can I help you with that? Can I help you with that? Let me in on that. I want to love you on that. I want to be able to support you through this. I want to give you the, the way to, to get through this thing. You know, keep turning up, keep turning up, keep turning up. And I'm going to keep working on your life and keep working on the problems and the stuff that make us feel like, blah. Let's not be independent from a relationship with God and let Him in the stuff. Let Him into the stuff. You know, we try to fix our problems by ourselves. We're human. We think we're cleverer than God. <laughs> I got this one, man. I don't need you for this. We're not that good. 
God created us amazingly. You know what? It says in the Bible that without God, really, we, we can't do much at all. Not much is possible without a relationship with God. But in God, you know what? Anything is possible and everything is possible. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builder labors in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Proverbs 16.9 says, In the heart, so in their hearts, human plans their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You know what, this morning, just as I wrap this message up, those teachable moments where we're teaching our kids stuff, you know, He wants to be teaching us as well. He wants to be able to help us every single moment, every single situation, every single second of our life, He's there for you. And maybe this morning that you've, you're in this place and you're, you've forgotten maybe about the relationship that God has for you. Maybe you're in this place this morning and you've never actually asked God to be that Father for you and to have this relationship that God wants with you, a personal relationship that He wants with you. And this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask God into your life. This morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, Hey, God, I want this relationship that you have for me. You know, I don't. I want to stop doubting my whole life. You know, I want. I want you to help me with my disobedience. <laughs> and I want, so want, to rely on you. That I don't want to do life on my own anymore. I don't want to be independent from you anymore. But I know that when you're in my life, that you have the amazing plan, an amazing purpose. You're going to help my, help my life, help my steps, guide my path and get me to the destination that really your heart actually wants. You know, the things that you desire are the things that God desires as well because He's placed them in there. The thing is that we just think that we can get there faster and better than He can. The same desire that's in your heart, you don't need to be fearful, oh, but I really, really, really want to do this. And if I ask God into my life, maybe that desire is going to go away. You know what? If it's to help people, to build people up and to glorify God, I guarantee you that He has placed that there for a reason. And He's going to get you there so much better than you could ever get there on your own. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? You know, I like to, in this moment that I'm giving you this moment just to say, hey God, I just want to ask you into my life. I just want to, you know, maybe come back into this relationship that I know that I need. Or for the first time, I want to say, God, I just want to invite you into my heart. What I like to do is just give you a moment by yourself. So if everyone could just close your eyes. I just pray that the Holy Spirit can start moving in, in your heart. This morning, if you know you need to come back to a relationship with Him, God goes nowhere. 
It's us that walks away. Or maybe you need to make this decision or you want to make this decision for the very first time and say, God, I want this relationship that you have for me. This morning, this message is spoken to my heart and I want to respond to you. I want to respond to this, this, this relationship that you want to have with me personally, that every single day that I, that I have a father that I can talk to, that can guide me and help me and lead me. Now, if that's you this morning, either one of those groups. I just want you to put your hand up in the air really quickly and say, Chris, this morning, that's me. I want to make that decision. So if you could do that right now, just so I could see your hand, just throw it up in the air and say, you know what, this morning, Chris, I want to make this decision to ask God into my life. Just throw it right up and I'll see it. And I'll say, thank you. And you can put it back down. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to make this decision to say, God, I want this relationship with you. Just throw that hand up and put it back down. If there's no one in here this morning, that's okay. But I just, I just want to always be able to give you the opportunity to respond to the call that God has for you. You know, can we all pray this prayer together? Can we all say, God, why don't we say it out loud? Say, God, I love you. I thank you that you are my Father. I thank you that you guide my life. And this morning, I want to choose to let you do life with me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and raising again after three days so that I can have a relationship with you. And I just thank you for this. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.